Welcome to the Heartland Community Church Podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website at heartlandcommunity.org. Amen. Thank you for leading us, worship team. And I want to introduce you to Jacqueline, if you haven't had a chance to meet her. Um, I just love seeing her lead us here. She is a part of our SEND internship and residency program, along with an incredible team of leaders that are serving throughout various ministry areas in the church this year. And just uh, let's give her a round of applause. Thanks again for leading us. Yeah, she's amazing. So my name is Nicole, I'm a part of the staff team here, and if you were with us last week, you know we started a new series that we're calling Vision 2020, A Heart for the Land, and Dave kicked us off with the big idea that the harvest is plentiful, um, which, what an exciting time for us to be the church. And today we're going to look at what we're invited into when we're called to go. So I wanted to share a little bit about me and my story with you here this morning. So I oversee our local and global missions ministries, and I've been on staff for just a little over two years. Um, Prior to that, I built a career in nonprofit fundraising, and when I stepped out of that, was serving as a vice president over a client services division. So by all the terms of the American dream, I had achieved great success. And yet when I resigned that position, I found that I was professionally burned out, spiritually dried up, and my marriage was in crisis. Now resigning that position, God launched uh, my husband Tom and I into this sweet season of healing in our marriage and in our individual walks with Jesus. And about a year into that season, we as a family, uh, my husband Tom and our two sons, Jacob and Benjamin, experienced our very first missions trip. So we went with a team here from Heartland to Nicaragua and I came back stirred in a way that I'd never experienced before. Looking back now, I believe it was uh, my initial call into ministry. And it's, it's not as simple as this, but it kind of took me from leading executive teams and board meetings to sitting in coffee shops around Medina, drinking coffee and talking about missions and Jesus with people, which has become my favorite things. But what I really didn't understand when I went and what I'm learning about is the why, why we go. Thought I was going to help in medical clinics and to serve in the community. And I'm learning it's so much more than that. And I'm so excited to share that with you today. And that why is really our big idea for today, which is this. When we go, we encounter Jesus and we're transformed. So if you have a Bible, I wanna invite you to get that out Open it up and turn to the very end of the book of Matthew. We're going to be in Matthew 28. And Matthew is the first book of the New Testament, so toward the back of your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, the welcome team is coming forward. Just throw your hand up when they're in their section. They'd be happy to pass one down for you. And that's our gift to you. So if you don't have a Bible, please take that home and put it to good use. Now, if you prefer to follow along on your smartphone, you can download the YouVersion app, and all of those instructions are on the screen there behind me. 
Now we're going to be looking at different parts of the chapter, so feel free to keep your Bible or smartphones open to the Matthew 28, but I'm going to start reading at verse 16 through the end of that chapter. So you can follow along with me, and let's see what God has for us this morning. Matthew 28, starting at verse 16, the Bible says this. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Maybe a header in some of your Bibles, but can anyone just shout out for me what this section of scripture is typically called? The Great Commission, right. Good job, you guys, because Jesus is commissioning his disciples. He's sending them out. Now, if we go back to verse 19, we see it starts with a therefore, go and make disciples. And every time we see a therefore in scripture, we should ask, what's it? Therefore, oh, way to go, you guys. Dave is going to be so proud of you. Good job. So why are we to go and make disciples? Look at verse 18 and we see the answer. There Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, which is awesome. And it also leads us to another question, doesn't it? Like, why was all authority given to Jesus? And that's earlier in the chapter. It's because he defeated death and he rose from the grave. And you guys, it's an incredible story. So we've got to go there. So go with me to verse 1 of that same chapter. So verse 1 of chapter 28 just to set the scene here in case you don't know the story. So Jesus had been crucified and buried on Friday. On Saturday, which is the Jewish Sabbath, the religious leaders sealed the tomb and placed guards in front of it just to make sure that it was secure. And that brings us to Sunday morning, which is where our text picks up. So join me in chapter 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath... At dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. 
Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The first thing I'd like for us to see here is that the Marys, as we'll call them, are the first to hear the good news. And then later in the story, they're the first to encounter the risen Christ. So even in his resurrection, Jesus went straight to the margins. So as I was studying and preparing for this uh, message, I was thinking it's, it can be hard for us to relate to these first century Jewish women. And what I found was that while they were tolerated in their culture, they were marginalized. So in the temple life, what that meant is they were welcome into the temple, but many times uh, you would find them praying in the corners. The real work of temple life and worship was meant for the men. And I think it's important for us to know that, to understand how radical it was that these women are the first to encounter the risen Christ and hear the good news. And as the angel sends them, they don't just go to the disciples, they run. Can you imagine? What must they have been feeling? But we don't need to imagine because the scripture actually tells us. In verse 8, we read that the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Wow, what an incredible both and. And let's be clear, they were afraid, but they had the joy of the risen Savior, and so that joy, with their fear, they went. And as they're running to tell the disciples, suddenly, Jesus appears. Did you see that in verse 9? And so the Marys, as they go, encounter the risen Christ. The Bible shows us here that when we go, we encounter Jesus, and we're transformed. One of my favorite parts of my job is being a part of post-trip meetings. So these are gatherings of teams that have just come back from spending a week or so with our global partners in the field. Now, I should explain that we use the term global partner for missionary just because we feel like that just better reflects the partnership, the relationship that we have with our global partners in the field. And we currently support nine global partners around the world. So just a couple of months ago, I was sitting around a table with a team that had just come back from Roble Alto in Costa Rica. So Roble Alto is a Spanish word that means tall trees, and it's also an incredible ministry to the most at-risk children in Costa Rica. And so this team had returned and sharing that, wow, we thought we were going to paint houses and help with the landscaping, but I've come back different. Something happened to me because I went. And so we see time and again, God is transforming lives right here at Heartland as we go. And as he's transforming lives, God is raising up leaders so this is my friend, Mark Zakis. He uh, helps run his family's construction and excavation company. And he is also a part of our SEND internship and residency program. Now for Mark, what this means is he takes paid time off from his job in order to come and serve in what for him is an unpaid internship here at the church. Isn't that crazy? 
Why would somebody do that? You would have to ask Mark. He's sitting right over here, by the way. He, he'd be happy to tell you more, but here's what I know. Mark went on his very first mission trip to visit our global partners, 30 Hearts in Ethiopia last year, and God is using it to transform him. I also want to tell you a little bit about my friends, Tyler and Rachel Ambrose's story. So they met a few years ago on a nine-month mission trip and fell in love. And they also came back with what they believe is a call on their life to be sent long-term to the field. Tyler has served with us for a couple of years as an intern, and this year is serving as our first global partner resident. So this is a new pathway that we're developing to be able to send new global partners out to the field for the first time. So we're walking this path of discernment with Tyler and Rachel to see if God is calling them to be the first global partners to be sent out from Heartland. Now let me explain a little bit about what this means. Yeah, so you see Tyler and Rachel are gonna get on an airplane here at Heartland and we're gonna send them out wherever God may be calling them. And this is a little different from the other nine global partners that I mentioned. So with those global partners, we're a supporting church for them and they have another sending church that has sent them. Heartland has never been a sending church before, but we believe God is calling us into that. And so this would be a way that we would step into God's vision for us to be a church that sends. And that's why I'm so excited about our Vision 2020 campaign. So as we're raising up leaders through the SEND internship and residency program, we'd love to expand that. It's incredible to see how God is working in and through these young leaders. And if God would lead us to be sending Tyler and Rachel, we wanna continue to build additional pathways to send even more global partners. We would pray that they would be the first of many that we would send out from Heartland. And so the Vision 2020 campaign is an incredible way for all of us to be a part of not only what God is doing here at Heartland, but around the world. So you might be sitting there thinking, that's great, but this isn't for me. I'm not called to go. And I'm not talking about long-term to the field right now. Although maybe for some of you, I am. But even looking at a, a short-term trip, I can imagine some of us are coming up with all the reasons why. We've got a lot going on, pretty important at work, and life is busy. I have a lot of important responsibilities. So let me get real with you here. Being part of a primarily white, middle-class church in America, most of us can go our entire lives never stepping into this space. The space is the margins where Jesus spent the majority of his ministry, a place where you and I are minorities, where we don't know the language, where we don't know what's coming next. We can spend so much of our lives scheduled and planned and seemingly in control that we leave no room to encounter Jesus. And that's our poverty. And I've been there. And I didn't know what I was missing. Now maybe for you, that's not a professional burnout. Maybe it's not a marital crisis. Maybe for you, you've got a difficult teenager at home and you don't know where God is in that situation. 
or you're in a season of transition and you're not sure who you are in that or where God is in it. For those of you who feel stale spiritually, like you know there's got to be something more, but you're not growing, this is the cure. Because when we go, we encounter Jesus, and we're the ones that are transformed. Brian Fickard is the author of When Helping Hurts, which is a great resource that we use to train and equip teams before they go out into the field. And he recently wrote a sequel to that called Becoming Whole. And in Becoming Whole, he speaks to it this way. Poverty alleviation then is not really about our reaching down to grab the hand of a poor person in order to pull them up to our level. Rather, it is more like walking hand in hand and side by side as Jesus Christ does his reconciling work on both of us. Both of us are suffering from relational poverty and both of us need the healing power that only Jesus can give. This is the reason that we say we want everyone who calls Heartland their church home to experience a global missions trip at least once. These are spiritual formation trips. And as we go, God transforms those we go to serve with as well. As I mentioned earlier, Roble Alto is one of our partners and they have an incredible ministry in Costa Rica. Uh, and I am so excited to tell you that Pam Shana, who is their development department head, has flown all the way from Costa Rica to be with us here today. So please give her a warm welcome as she joins me. Great. So Pam has been here for a couple of days, and I've got to say, you have done a great job of jumping right into our American culture. So a week before she came, we were talking, and I was saying, like, what do you want to see or experience or eat while you're here? You know, what, what exotic thing might there be that we could share with her being in the United States? And she says, well, there is one thing, and it's really bad here but I hear that it's really good there. I'd love to try a donut. <laughs> and so right off of the plane, Steve and Jenny Sachs are hosting her. They took her straight to hot and ready Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> so she, she jumped right in. And then yesterday she got to see her first true snowman. I don't know who built it, but there's a beautiful snowman right out the back. And she couldn't believe it when you saw her your first snowman, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, although I'm, I'm going to tell the kids that I made it. So. <laughs> I'm going to be so popular when I get home. <laughs> Just so great. Thank you so much for being oh, here. Just love, love that you're here. And no one can tell the stories of Roble Alto like you can. Um, you're there with the kids day in, day out. Please share with us what, what God is doing there in Roble Alto. Yeah. Let me just start by saying how grateful I am that I am here. You have made me feel like I'm at home, which is not easy because home is hot and warm. But, <laughs> but I felt your warmth. So thank you so very much. And just like Nicole was saying, um, yeah, your lives are transformed when you go and serve. My life has not been the same since I've been in Roble Alto for the past 15 years. Roble Alto is, well, if you walk around Costa Rica and you ask people what Roble Alto is all about, they're going to tell you two things. 
that we help children at risk, and that we talk about God a lot. And they would be right about both statements. We are a nonprofit organization helping children, the poorest of the poor, um, in social vulnerability. But our work is not limited to the kids. It's expanded to the families. The purpose of Robleato is to break the cycles of dysfunction and poverty in one generation. Mm -hmm. And we do it for the glory of God. Now, let me summarize this in one story. If we could pull up the photo of Jaoska. Yeah, I want you to meet Jaoska. Jaoska grew up in a slum community in Costa Rica called Los Guido. Since she was a little girl, she was told that she wasn't smart enough, so that she was not going to, going to be sent to school. And just like that, her right to this, this receive an education was denied to her. When she was only 14, her mom told her, you better, you better find a man, otherwise you'll be helpless. So she found a guy, got married, and had kids. Unfortunately, he was aggressive physical, you know, he was an abuser towards her and the kids. But she would not leave him because she depended on him for everything. One day he decided to leave the family with another woman. She, he left and she was by herself with the kids. Um, she thought about, um, let me put it in another way, she had suicidal thoughts because she thought that her children would be better off without her. And that's how we found her. When she came to Roble Alto, we saw, unlike everything she had heard in the past, we saw a woman with great potential. So we encouraged her to go back to school. <coughs> After much spiritual counseling and therapy, she finally decided to give school a chance. Later, he went to trade school and she became a beautician. Beautician, is that how you say it? Yeah, yes, okay, yeah. but get this. So, um, there was a few months ago in Costa Rica, there was this foundation that, was, that wanted to support small business owners. So he invited them to present their projects and how, they, how well they were doing in order for them to get a grant so they could expand their businesses. And Jaoska came to us going, oh, I heard about this, so I'm going to go and I'm gonna present a project because I wanna open a beauty salon. And we were like, you don't have a small business, Jaoska. You know, it, it, you can't because this is for small business owners. And she was like, well, I may not have a small business, but I do have a great idea. So I'm going to take that idea to them. And we're like, okay, go ahead. She won $3,000, which for you, it may sound like not a lot, but it is a lot and enough for her to open her own beauty salon in the community of Los Guido, which now she has. And she's doing haircuts and helping children get rid of lies. Yeah. <laughs> so she's the, and the kiddos right. now look up to their mom. And this is what we're all about. Helping fans, no matter what they've heard in the past, to help them walk through the journey to find them the real worth before God's eyes. What an incredible story. Yeah, thank you, Pam. That is so great. And as you hear today, we're kind of talking about what God does in us when we go that transformation that happens. And the piece that we don't a lot of times get to see is how God works in the families in Roble Alto. So since you're here, could you share a little bit of that with us? Yeah, when teams, I mean, you gotta know that in Roble Alto, we pray to God for the right teams to come down. So we know that every person that does is God answering our prayers. And the teams from Heartland are unique in the sense that they 
they have this way to connect with the children and the families in Roble Alto, not letting the language barrier get in the way. Now, they get, don't get me wrong, they really work hard on the projects they're given, but they understand, you guys get it, that the greatest impact you can have on a person, uh, the greatest impact you can have is on a person's life. So when the teams come down and they meet the children and learn why they're with us, they have the opportunity to sponsor a child. Just last year, Dan Brotnick came down with a team from here, and he met a bunch of kids, but one of them was a, is a girl named Samantha, and he decided to sponsor her. Now, sponsorship is very important because that's how we get to operate and serve that many children, but it's way more than just money being sent down. It's what it means to a child to be supported. And let me read to you, if it, yeah, that is little Samantha. Let me read to you, when I was talking to her, what being sponsored by Dan meant to her. This is Samantha talking. Do you know what it's like to be chosen? Mm. I didn't. Since I was a little girl, the people around me made me feel I was an inconvenience. Mm. That made me feel angry and bitter. Then I came to Roble Alto, where I was told God loved me. Although I wanted to believe that, it was really hard to understand it since everyone before made me feel everything but loved. Then I met Dan, and I learned he had decided to sponsor me. Me! Suddenly, I went from being an inconvenience to being worth supporting, to being loved. That is why now I can love others, because I know what being loved by God and others feels like. Wow. Amen. Amen. Yes. Well, let's... It's incredible. God is doing incredible little things through you and your team and through the ministry of Roble Alto. Um, it is Global Mission Sunday, so I'm excited to say Pam brought with her a number of fun things, one of which are sponsorship packets with pictures of other names and kids who are waiting for sponsors at Roble Alto. You have an opportunity to engage in that today. And I also just have to ask, wasn't the coffee good today? Have you had a chance to try it? Pam also brought 11 pounds of coffee from Costa Rica for us. So thank you so much for doing that. Do you mind if I pray over you before we send you off? Yeah. So please join me as we pray over Pam. Lord Jesus, thanks for this sacred space of hearing how you're working in a place that seems so far away from us, and yet you're working there and transforming lives just as you're working here. Thanks for inviting us into the work that you're doing. Thanks for giving us a front row seat to how you work. And thank you for Pam and her team there and just the awesome things that you're doing in Roble Alto. Just pray over her and her teams, the house moms that are there, and in particular, each child there. You know their names and their stories and the healing that they're coming to you for. Move mightily, Lord, um, as you already have. It is in your precious son's name. Amen. Thank you, Pam. Let's give her another hand. <clears throat> so what about you? What's God calling you into Friends, God can expand his kingdom all on his own. 
but he loves you and me enough that he invites us into it. But we have a choice. And if we don't step into what he's called us into, he'll use somebody else. For some of you, this Sunday is your first Sunday here with us. You are way outside of your comfort zone being with us here today, and this is your going. Great job. We are so glad that you're here. And for some of us, it's time to get going. It's time to be on the move. I'm going to invite our welcome team forward. We'd like to give you a few next steps to consider. So because we're not just passionate about building our SEND internship and residency program or, or adding to a staff team here. We're passionate about helping you discern what your next step is in following Jesus. We wanna help you do that. So the welcome team is passing out next step cards, which have a number of next steps. The first of which is pray about it. Keep talking to God about this. Please don't let the conversation end here. And if you find that you're a person who likes to just check the pray about it card, pray about it box, know that you can check multiple boxes on this card. And maybe God's calling you to engage here locally. There are needs here locally. And in just a few weeks, you're gonna have an opportunity to connect with all of our local partners out in the lobby. But as we've been talking about here today, there's something unique that opens us up to God doing a special work in us as we get outside of our comfort zones, as we leave our culture. So I'd encourage you to prayerfully consider going on a short-term trip or even sponsoring a child at Roble Alto. As Pam mentioned, God works powerfully in that. And Dan Brodnick, who she mentioned, not only sponsored Samantha there, he's leading our trip. Uh, coming up this fall. So he is going to be out in the lobby to talk with you about that as well. And there are enough of you in this room that God may be calling you long-term to the field. There may be just one or two of you that God's moving in. And if that's the case, we would love to come alongside of you in that journey. And if you feel like God is calling you to go, whether that be engaging here locally with some of our local partners or going on a short-term trip or even going long-term, we would love to pray over you right now as a church family. So if you're here and you're feeling stirred to go in whatever means that might be, I just wanna invite you to come forward right up here. We'd love to pray over you. I'm gonna invite members of our global missions team to come forward as we pray. So again, just come up and take that step for us to just pray over you. And what we're gonna be praying here is a liturgical prayer. And liturgy simply means public work. So this is a prayer that we wanna to pray together as a church family. So church, I wanna invite you to stand as you're able as we pray this together. The words are gonna be here on the screen. Let's pray. Father God, we pray over our brothers and sisters standing before you now, like the Marys who ran to tell the disciples they are ready to go. Jesus called and commissioned all of his disciples 
even those who doubted. And we commission those who have heard your call today, even those who didn't come forward. Strengthen all of them, Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit to go and make disciples. Thank you for your promise to be with us always. Forgive us when we are too busy to notice. Open our eyes to your presence here in our ordinary lives and as we go. May they go afraid yet filled with joy and be transformed by encountering our risen Savior, Christ. It is in his name that we pray. Amen. So if you have your next step cards with you, the welcome team is going to be by the doors with baskets to collect those from you. just want to encourage you to check out the tables in the lobby and uh, know that you're sent. You're being commissioned to go. Go and be transformed. Thanks for being here today. God bless.